NFR Extra is a podcast dedicated to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons and personalities that embody the Western lifestyle. He's one of them horses where he don't just give you a chance to win some, he gives you a chance to win first. Really? I've been lucky my whole career. I've always rodeoed with guys that I enjoyed being around and uh, and guys that want to win, that have the same mentality. I mean, everybody's in your corner. I mean, it doesn't matter. You go make a bad run while well, your buddy's up and it's time to get your mind right to make sure they're going to do good because it's a lot funner if somebody does good than nobody doing good. So, This is Brylan Bentley, and you're listening to NFR Extra. So Dalton, you've kind of sprung onto the scene. So we we want to hear a little bit more about you and and your family. Okay. Uh, what would you like to know? Did Just, you high uh, school rodeo growing up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, high school rodeoed. Uh, started bulldogging when I was probably fifteen, sixteen, and the uh, only event I worked. Um, went to went to college, but uh, just didn't didn't do anything but on a bulldog so i just worked and bulldogged and uh kind of fell out of college about my second year or third year and i uh, was broke so worked and uh then amateur rodeoed and circuit rodeoed for oh about five years uh just kind of really getting everything figured out and uh then started rodeoing full-time in 2019 um and went to probably 50, 60 rodeos that year. I still worked. And then uh, pretty much after that, it was just, just bulldogging and worked, worked in the fall and the spring. But what kind of, what kind of work are you talking about? Um, I ranched and, and broke some horses out of college um, and, and farmed, put up hay. And then uh, the last, the last five years, I've just, I carpenter when I'm home. All right. Been working on houses, doing finish work and framing and stuff. Nice. So is that yeah. a is that a family business or something you did on your own? Uh, something I did on my own. Um, I d- I've been working for myself the last couple of years. I got a job working for uh, David Botham, old saddle bronc rider, um, building houses there in Hermiston, and we built some big buildings. And then he just retired, I think, last year or last spring. And uh, so then I just got some. Uh, some jobs around home for some guys that gave me some good work and did that when I was home and not rodeoing. Nice. Yeah. So growing up with your family, what did that look like? Did you play sports before you got into rodeo? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I did everything until I got to high school. Um, I guess I, I played football my freshman year. And uh, I wrestled from from sixth grade until I was out of high school. Uh, I guess that was my main sport besides rodeo. But uh, yeah, did you do any good wrestling? Just, just wrestling. Uh, nothing, 
no real accolades, no. Yeah. How did you get into bulldogging specifically then? Um, my granddad, uh, Sid Britt, he, he's the one who got me into it. He, uh, he hates for Trevor and Blake at the NFR for a few years. And, um, he always had a team of horses around and there was always guys in the summertime coming over and practicing and he'd take horses to the rodeos for those guys and haze for them. And so, uh, yeah, he'd have bulldog in school every year with Trevor and Blake and sometimes Sean Greenfield. And, uh, that's kind of how I, how I got into it. So those are some pretty big names to have in the Northwest. Did you look up to those guys or get any help from them once, once you were getting started on the yeah. professional trail? Yeah. Uh, um, when I, I guess, I guess I just, I rodeoed with my granddad for the first, um, few years. And then, uh, pretty much when I bought my card, my granddad was just getting sore enough. It wasn't much fun for him anymore. Um, the haze and, and go rodeo. And so then I started just rodeo with obviously other guys and, uh, yeah, no, uh, Blake had always come over and practice. Um, Trevor's just far enough away. He didn't come over much, but Blake had always come over and practice and help me out. And then, uh, got to rodeo with Blake for all the last couple of years, I guess. Um, 2019 and 2020, we rodeoed together or maybe 20 and 21, I guess. Those are some, so big- he kind of, what's that? I was going to say that was kind of, you're talking about, you know, kind of the start of it here and you made some very aggressive moves up the ladder for sure wrestling in the standing side. Um, in 18, yeah. you finished 111th, which that's better than I could do for sure. But for now where you're at <laughs> sitting number one in the world, I mean, you made some, some pretty big moves kind of climbing up in there and, you know, I mean, camped out in the forties, but what was the big drive from going from, you know, in 2022, you finished 17th in the world. What adjustments or what was the deal to go from kind of another guy going down the road to uh, dominating number one standings in the world? Um, I think, I mean, I have to say that the, it's the horse I'm riding. Uh, Tanner Milan's horse, Eddie has to be the, is the biggest thing. Um, yeah, Tanner let me get on him uh, for the first time in Houston, and uh, obviously I won it. And uh, it's kind of the rest has just been history. I mean, he's one of them horses where he don't just give you a chance to win some; he gives you a chance to win first. Really? And it's yeah, it's he's pretty incredible. Is that a horse that everybody so, gets along with, or is that a horse that you really you and yeah, him just just yeah. mix? No, uh, Stephen Colling's, uh he's well on his way to his first NFR riding him too. So he's the dude. Yeah, and uh, JD's won won a lot of money on him this year as well. Nice. So who's hauling with you this so, year? No. Uh, me and Stephen Colling and Ryan Schuckberg and Tanner Milan, but Tanner tore his pack after St. Paul, so he hasn't been with us most of the summer. Oh, there you go. Is that Eddie right there? <laughs> no, no, he's not here. We left him in Canada, gave him a couple days off. Tanner's going to bring him down to Ellensburg for us Thursday. My apologies, Eddie. Enjoy your time off. So, um, uh, Dalton, you know, since you guys are a little, a little different and the, the average age of a steer wrestler to make the NFR is 27. And from the guys that we've talked to, a lot of them say it has to do with 
entering and getting the right horses in the right places. So for somebody that's listening to this podcast that doesn't understand that, can you expound on that a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's, Steer Hustle is a tough event. I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, no, I guess no different than the team rough and where it takes two guys, like you got to have a great hazer on the other side and two great horses. And then, uh, and then having the right guys to enter with, you know, and help you out. Obviously when you're green, um, at this point in my career, I, I know what, I know what to expect and I've been everywhere. So it's, it's easier. But when you're, when you're young and first learning, like you see a lot of those younger team ropers, um, you know, get with an older veteran who knows what they're doing. And, and I kind of did that with, uh, with Blake rodeo and with him for a couple of years. He definitely, I, mean, I learned pretty much everything I know about entering and, and what to, you know, and when to be up at certain rodeos and, uh, to, to make things, to make it, it better because there are better runs out there. And, um, and then I've just, uh, yeah, I've just tried to learn everything I could from him because he knows his way around, around the sport, um, better than just about anybody. Uh, but I think just, just, uh, it's pretty physical event. I mean, a lot of guys mature later. I definitely did. Um, body wise, I guess. Um, cause I mean, strength helps in the steer wrestling. There's sure. no doubt about it. You, you look at the guys who make the NFR, even with, with smaller cattle, um, they're still, you look at Ty Erickson, Will Loomis. I mean, they're big, big boys. Those they're, are men. They're all there. So. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, so, and, it, and it does help. And I, I, I never, like when I first started rodeo and I didn't go to the gym, it was, I just ranched and, and bulldogged, you know, I never thought anything of it. And, I guess the first year I, I went rodeo full time. I thought I needed to do something more. Um, that was when I really started going to the gym, I guess, in 2019, just trying to gain weight and get stronger. And I guess I've gotten, I mean, I've, I've gotten stronger over the years and, uh, the horses I've been riding are been great. And I drawn the right steers, the right rodeos. I mean, I've, I've always bulldog good enough, just, just having the right mindset and riding the right horse. And, and getting a chance when you need one. Yeah. What, uh, how much weight do you gain when you decide to start gaining weight? Uh, I mean, I, I, I probably, I was probably around 180, I guess. And now I'm, I'm right around 200 stay there. Yeah. But uh, I'd like to be, I'd like to be 210 yeah. ideally. I'll, I'll show you how to do but, that. Just start eating. Yeah. <laughs> I eat, I eat more than any, more than anybody else I'm with. <laughs> what's your yeah, go-to snack job. on the road oh whatever you can get it yeah one o'clock in the morning from a from a uh gas station there <laughs> get, get, you them, get you them roller dogs and some jalapeno poppers oh gosh well, yeah i know i don't eat no roller dogs <laughs> <laughs> i get the i actually do the beef jerky with the cheese now and get oh, yeah. the chips to go with it yeah uh, yeah that's, I feel solid. Like that's about the healthiest option yeah yeah well that was like uh casey jones Pretty- a while a while back he was saying that you know i think he when he's leaned out he's 200 and he said rodeon was like 220 and he's like that 20 extra pounds man that's a that's a pretty big difference on getting those steers turned around so oh but, it's huge yeah yeah even even 10 pounds is big yeah. yeah but like them guys like will loomis i mean that is an absolute man child right there and that's i mean who knows what he eats for breakfast but it's it's substantial but that's a big guy and then you go those and they're athletic too you know what i mean he's yeah yes for sure 
Well, they call him Biscuit, so maybe he's the <laughs> gravy. I don't know. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Look out for the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick pause, and we'll be right back. When the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo is in town in December, it's also time to celebrate the Western lifestyle with the Cowboy Channel, Cowboy Christmas. Catch live shows on the Ariat Rodeo live stage, check out the Yeti Junior World Finals, get close up with the NFR contestant autograph sessions, and enjoy the entire day. Hand shopping, there's something for everyone. Create your memories in Vegas. The Cowboy Channel, Cowboy Christmas, located on levels one and two in the South Halls of the Las Vegas Convention Center. It's all here. All right, so uh, yeah, you guys have a, a lot of time in the vehicle together through the summertime. So I want to know a little bit about the camaraderie, and then is, are there some pranks and hijinks going on to keep things fresh? How, how does that work? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know when you're gonna when you're getting in a rig with somebody, you're you're gonna be living with them for the next period of time. And some some of those relationships don't last very long. You know, some guys get out in a hurry. But uh, I've been lucky my whole career. I've always rodeoed with guys that I enjoyed being around, and uh, and guys that want to win that have the same mentality. I mean, everybody's in your corner. I mean, it doesn't matter. If you go make a bad run, well, your buddy's up, and it's time to get your mind right to make sure they're going to do good because it's a lot funner if somebody does good than nobody doing good. So. And I mean, yeah, we got a, everybody's got like a, whatever you call it, a 10 minute rule, you know, go back to the trailer, get mad, whatever. But time you get back in the pickup, you try to try to get your head on straight and get ready for the next one. Cause there'll be another one tomorrow. So no pranks at all. Oh, pranks. Uh, I don't, we don't know. We're not, we're not great at it, I guess. Uh, I mean, obviously you're, you heckle each other as much as you possibly can, but uh, no, we're not. I'm not very good at pranks. I get kind of, I get, I don't know. I don't like getting pranked on, so yeah. I, I try not to. I'm, I'm that same way. <laughs> them guys, some of them guys that that just thrive off that. I'm like, don't you have other stuff to do besides this? So. I was good at it. If I was, I'd be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I get mad. I get mad when somebody does it to me. So. Have you yeah. ever forgot someone at a rodeo or just completely gone the wrong way when you guys are driving to the next one? Oh, we've done lots of going the wrong way. <laughs> Not no, we don't we haven't leave left any men behind yet. But uh I know this this spring when we were going to Reno, we were seven deep driving from uh Wainwright to Reno, which is 19 hours. Oh my God. So there was oh, no. like four guys in the trailer, or three guys in the trailer and four in the truck, and definitely had a buddy system. Jeez, make sure your buddy's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. So, how about uh, bucket list rodeos? Uh, Houston obviously is a positive one to have on the belt, but what is the one yeah. rodeo? And be- let me say, besides the NFR, obviously, but. Uh, regular rodeo uh, season. Right, Pendleton. Yeah. Yeah. Pendleton and Hermiston. Hermiston's obviously my hometowner, but Pendleton would be would I'd love to have a have a Pendleton buckle. Yeah. 
by the time it's said that, I might enter it till I'm 50 if I don't have one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to get one, though. I'm going to get one. I like that. Yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later so I don't have to enter it when I'm old. That, that, that's kind of a positive direction. On the basis of the string of steer wrestlers coming up, I don't think that it's going to get much easier. Uh, yourself included no. in that side. No. no, not for sure. Yeah, there's some kids. There's a lot of of young guns coming up that are, you know, they're not at that mid twenty age yet, but like Cash Robbie and one oh, of those absolutely. guys. Absolutely. It's like holy cow, these guys are um they're they're taking it pretty serious. They're chomping. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a ton of talent and and the way things are now, I mean it's there's a good system for those guys to come up and be ready to win when they're yeah when they are nineteen, twenty, twenty one. I mean, with all the O'Berry stuff and yeah. I mean, they're traveling all over and competing all over. I mean, and like Cash has been living at Wag's house, rodeoing with him. Like, yeah, it's not going to this year. I mean, next year, odds are pretty good. Yeah. So. Just keep from picking up bad, bad habits from living it with Wags. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Don't eat the gumbo. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you We've learned up. that. There's squirrels, yeah. turtles, all sorts of stuff in the gumbo down there, yeah. supposedly. Yeah, well, the way they eat, hopefully, he doesn't pick up too much of that. <laughs> He's got that twenty pounds. Don't worry. Yeah, still not as bad as a roller dog. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what are you? What are you most looking forward to at your first NFR? Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just super excited to get out there and compete. I mean, I the last few years sitting on my couch watching it has just just really bugged me a lot and uh i was planning on being there three years ago and uh so i got a lot of i got a lot of making up to do so i guess that's kind of been the deal here i mean try to get greedy and, and win um and compete with everybody i'm just it's gonna be a lot of fun have, out there have you been have you been to the thomas and mac before uh i haven't went since i was probably 20 years old okay um i mean i'm not try not to be one of them guys who's not says they're not going to go until they make it but that's always a pretty easy excuse i just didn't have the money i yeah. just <laughs> straight up so i could go rodeo yeah <laughs> so, uh do you got a game plan going into the nfr this year um yeah i mean i'm not i'm not gonna back off the barrier it's pretty easy on the horse i'm riding to to get the start so i think uh I plan on starting off fast and, and going at them. I got, I made the, I'm making the Canadian finals too. So I'm going to go up there and run uh six in a building a month before for 10,000 a night. So I think that's going to help. Right. But it's not going to be anything like when I walk into the Thompson Mac, I know yeah. that. So, um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to practice, try to practice every day and, uh, and work out every day and, and be ready when they, when they call my name. Dalton, I'm always interested to see what guys' philosophy is on on leaderboards and things like that. Are 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 you someone that feels like you can you can handle that kind of information and it doesn't bother you, or you just go do your job and you look at it after you get done? Yeah, I I, I try not to look at it. I mean, I guess there, like obviously when it's a rodeo where you're competing against the perf that night, um, if you're last out, you know what you got to be, or first out you're trying to set the pace but uh no i try to i try not to do anything more than what i can do I mean, i just 
rely on the fact that I'm riding the best horse there and uh and I can make make the run the same run as anybody else and hopefully my hopefully I got a good enough steer to do it on. Yeah. Most of the time you you're you're gonna do what your what your steer is gonna let you do, but but nice thing about having a great horse is you can catch up faster. So yeah. Are you kind of mentally preparing yourself for all of the out of the arena activities, be it extracurricular or the mandatory autographs and hanging out? No, uh, I haven't really, I haven't really thought about that much, I guess. Uh, honestly, we bought a house and we were moving into it last week. So I as busy as I was last week. I can't imagine it's going to be much more than that. So, <laughs> um, I figure with, with that and practicing and, and uh everything this fall i i don't i don't really plan on getting very many days off yeah so i think i'm planning on just rolling into it and uh and and having it being another day but i know it's gonna i know it's gonna hit me when i when i get there well hell coming to vegas might actually be a slow time for you then and you might be able to enjoy yourself a little i bit. don't i don't think so <laughs> uh, so do i you... don't think so but i'm gonna be ready yeah i'm gonna be Maybe mentally prepared and more than anything physically prepared, I think is the best thing. Cause if you feel good, you do good. And if you're, you know, you get out there and you're wore out and get sick, you're probably not going to win as much as you would if you, so, if so you stayed you, in it every day and yeah. we're ready to win. Do you, do you gamble at all? Uh, yeah, I do like to gamble a little bit, but, uh, hey, Eddie. my wife doesn't really like me gambling and she's <laughs> going to be with me. So yeah. I probably won't gamble that much. Have you, have you heard of, uh, Tyler Wag, uh, of Tyler Waggy Pack's, um, theory on that whole deal for gambling? No. Uh, so he would, you guys remember, don't remember yeah, this? So yeah, yeah remember. he goes and he sets a hundred dollars down on the blackjack table and just takes one chip every single day and just lets it roll and he until he loses and he goes, and then there's all the bad lucks out. And then we just roll onto it and go rodeo. But he goes, you don't yeah. have any idea when you're sitting there with eight, $900 on one stack. And he goes, you start getting a little bit sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. But it pays 30,000 a day. So. Yeah. See, yeah. Just explain that to your wife. And then I, right. I don't know what, yeah. you know, this is for the good of everything, baby. We appreciate it. When yeah. you donate well, to it Las gets Vegas up, gambling. If it gets up to, uh, 1600 i might just just take take it back no no now hey for, you're gonna you're gonna take plan on being lucky that night there that's you right. go all right that's yeah right. for thirty thousand, you might want to lose 16 that's fine yeah 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 excellent well, well uh, yeah well dalton yeah. i tell you what i'm i'm excited to see you here in uh in vegas and and wish you the best of luck here for your first wrangler national finals rodeo and all the best and hopefully you'll be uh walking away quite victorious when it's all said and done well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yep, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited. So, safe travels on the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, great talking to you. Thanks yes, for sir. your time. Want to experience more of the NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com, and we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.